Hello and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. I'm your host, Chris McGrath. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. Today, we have the incredible opportunity to study a woman in scripture named Mary. Now, Mary comes into the scene in the Bible at a time uh, where it's just the beginning of what's going to happen in the New Testament. Now, our introduction to the life of Mary in the scripture is, of course, at the start of the New Testament. She was, as we know, the mother of Jesus, the mother of the Messiah, the one who was chosen to carry the Messiah. But before that, it's important to know the history of Israel at this time. So there had been 400 years of silence where no one had heard from a prophet. And we see that the Israelites, despite not hearing from God, despite not having the experiences like they had in the Old Testament, are still performing the perfunctory things of temple life. And we know this because we enter into Luke chapter 1, seeing that Zacharias is being chosen to enter into the holy place. And of course, this was a great honor. But now think of this, Zacharias is an old man, but even the fact that he's an old man cannot compare to just the numerical fact that there had been 400 years of not hearing anything when they did these types of activities. And so we know what happens. He goes into the holy place and the people are marveling that he is in there so long. And as he's in there, Gabriel comes to him and tells him everything that's going to happen. And it does happen. And his wife, Elizabeth, is able to birth in her old age, her son named John. But we're talking about Mary today. And Mary enters this moment in time where there had only been one encounter with something divine in the past 400 years. It probably seemed like just another Sunday, if you will. It seemed like just another, I guess for them it would have been a Sabbath day or a Saturday. It would have been just the same old, same old. Not knowing if what you've been told your whole life is true because you have never seen it happen. But Gabriel comes into Mary's house. He sees her. He tells her that she is blessed among women and that the Lord is with her. Mary sees this angel and she is uh, afraid and she hears the great news that she is going to have a son and his name is going to be called Jesus. Societally, this promise to Mary is very unlike the promise to Elizabeth. Elizabeth stood to gain from being able to have a child. It made her um, perhaps appear younger or um, should we say in that time, to the culture around her, maybe even more useful, the fact that she was able to bear a child. And she says it had taken away her approach. But to Mary, her main concern is that she doesn't know a man. How is this going to happen? What is this going to look like? The angel tells her that God is going to overshadow her and there will be a virgin birth. And the son that you carry will be called the son of God. And he tells her that Elizabeth also is going to have a child. And she was called barren. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary's response in this moment is so incredible because she hears from an angel, not even a human being, what the revelation of God is for her. She knows it will come with societal challenges. She knows it will come with physical challenges. The act of having to carry a child and then to deliver that child, all of the stress and pain that's involved in that, the sickness, and then you have to raise that child. She knows that this is a huge responsibility, but 
She says this to the angel, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. I agree with what you're saying. In fact, what you have said to me changes my opinion even of myself. Now I look at myself as the handmaid of the Lord. Mary, after this encounter, she goes away, but she ends up going to the house of Elizabeth and she talks to her relative and they talk about the experience that they're having and how God had done a very similar thing for both of them. And Mary goes on this tangent, uh, really reads like a sermon, although she was, as historians have estimated, just a young girl. And she talks about how great the Lord is and how he is strong and mighty and how he saves those even who don't have the great things in this life, but those who, as she says, are in a lowly estate. He regarded me even though I wasn't in high society. Although I wasn't one of the popular people or the powerful people, he still cared about me. And Mary, of course, she hears these words. She ponders all these things in her heart. And the rest, as we say, is history. This is such a powerful story of the introduction of Mary. And we see that as Jesus was an incredible man who was able to be obedient, even in extreme circumstances, that is something that was not just a part of his divine nature, but was actually what he had to learn as a human being. What better person to raise the Son of God than Mary? She hears this news, that she is going to be given a gift that, although it certainly was a gift, is not a gift that comes without a price tag. And she immediately says, I'm the handmaid of the Lord, and whatever you told me, that's what I'm going to do. The takeaway from this is that this is exactly how we should respond to the revelation of God in our life. So you're listening to this podcast. What do I mean when I say the revelation of God? When God gives you a word, when God tells you that you can do something or that he's going to do something for you right now, wherever you are, I'm sure God has spoken to you at some point about a dream. He's spoken to you. Maybe it is even this idea like a baby that you hold and God has trusted you with that. It's up to you to be able to deliver that. He didn't ask anyone else, maybe because you are the perfect person for that role. No one else can do that thing that God asked you to do like you can do it. And so that's why he's asking you. You might feel like you're an ordinary person. Maybe like Mary, you feel like you are somehow less than an ordinary person. But watch this. God uses ordinary people, especially if they are obedient people. Mary would be considered the lowest of the low at a time in history when women were not held in the same regard that they're held in this modern day. And a lot of their worth was tied to being able to bear children, but to do it within the confines of a marriage. She had so much to lose. She had a fiance, a betrothed. She had the reputation of those around her. She had the people. And now if you've ever been around human beings and have heard sometimes our ability to trash people and to be so completely rude about things we don't understand, then you know exactly what Mary was putting on the line in this moment. But she did not care what those around her said. She was not more concerned with the lies of the enemy than she was being exactly who God wanted her to be. The same is true for you and me today. We have the power to resist the lies of the enemy the things in our life that would try to hinder us from doing the work of God. And we have the power to become exactly who God wants us to be. So go on your way today and do just that. 
Don't listen to the doubters and the naysayers, but listen to that voice of God in your life and be exactly who he wants you to be. I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week talking about Mary and answering the call of God. I hope you'll tune in next week. We're going to talk about someone who is very integral to the story of the Bible, and I know that you will enjoy it. We hope to see you next time, but in the meantime, be blessed. I'll see you next week.